Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest, darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here at webmasterradio.fm. It is the 13th of November, 2014. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Dave from Beanstalk SEO. Dave is in the house this week. Uh, dude, uh, ooh, ooh. Yep. You know, you, I'm sorry, it's not Beanstalk SEO, it's Beanstalk Digital Marketing. Beanstalk Internet Marketing, but you know what? It was, ah! just, it, it was just changed on the 29th of October, so you know what? That's uh, So, BIM. Yeah. Bim. Bim. Okay, damn and bim. <laughs> got it. See, last week I got all tongue-tied, right? You know, I, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> but it was fun. Oh, I, I heard all about it. <laughs> you did. Welcome back, Dave. <laughs> well, um, thank you. What, what a week. Yeah. I mean, um, we've, uh, there's a lot to talk about in search. There's a lot to talk about in the social world. There's a lot to talk about in the political world. But none of it. None of it is is as important as stuff that happened in the world of science this week. We landed on a comet. Yeah. But by we, I mean humanity. Um, I've been living on a comet most of my adult <laughs> life. I wonder what's taking you so long for the rest of you all to join me. But um, the European Space Agency has landed a probe successfully on a comet. And is not only sending back images from the comet, but will be collecting, um, you know, rock samples, um, mineral samples, uh, performing scientific experiments, and actually returning this stuff to Earth. That's um, that changes everything. Oh yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's something to to. to fathom how awesome this is i mean i I, i'm a science nerd you know i i'm sure you are too most of our listeners probably are but what i hadn't really i mean you know these things are hard but what i hadn't really really grasped is i thought hey if i was in a in a ferrari tearing down the autobahn and somebody threw up a baseball and i had another baseball and i had to throw that baseball and hit the one that somebody else threw who was standing still that's easier than what we're talking about here. That comet is traveling 135,000 kilometers an hour through space. It's three kilometers wide and it's it's miles and miles away from us here. So just uh, to, to put it into context, I mean, what, what humanity accomplished is, uh, is freaking awesome. <laughs> now, if we could only get some of those, like, the scientists who figured out the math on that to come explain Common Core to our American cousins, we'd have a lot of problems solved. <laughs> if they explain Common Core to me, I'd appreciate it too. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> um, fair enough. Um, yeah, let's. Okay. I, where shall we go now? I don't know. I mean, okay, you know what? Here's one. Okay. You've been looking. Uh, you spend a lot of time in Google Analytics, right? Oh yeah. And so you must you must be spending time looking at, you know, um, references, how people get to your clients' websites, that sort of stuff, right? Sure. You, you drill into uh, social and you check on social and you're almost always amazed 
that Twitter out, outperforms uh, Facebook or other more seemingly more engaging social services. Yep. Yesterday in Search Engine Land, Danny Sullivan explained why. Okay, you you you've got to help me here. I don't okay. have that in front of me. Okay, well, first off, just just to back up a little bit, like I'm a I'm a Facebook user. I really enjoy that medium. It, 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 you can get more words in. It seems like you're um, able to be more descriptive, and you know when when you're interacting with people, it's um, keeping the thread of that interaction is much simpler. It's, it's you know it's, it's very WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. It's right there in front of you. Yeah. Twitter, on the other hand, relies on hashtags to you know sort topics. And Twitter happens really, I mean, it's rapid fire. The, the lifespan of, a, of the average tweet is about five seconds until your Twitter stream gets so full of new stuff that that tweet is pushed off page. Mm-hmm. Except for hashtags. You use hashtags like hashtag SEO, hashtag whatever. Then you have the entire list of stuff that's ever mentioned under hashtag whatever. Twitter's put, according, you know, according to the article in Search Engine Land yesterday, uh, Twitter has worked on making hashtags searchable, ult- ultimately open and searchable. And they're driving 10, they, or sorry, they've increased traffic from Twitter via Google by tenfold over the last year. You know, I, I mean, that's and I, it's funny because I'm just pulling up something where I'm like, okay, I know uh, Dick Costolo. I need to look something up from him. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about Twitter again here in uh, here in a second. But let's. I mean, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Obviously, and and let's think about that for a second and go. If I could report, pick any client. Hey, tenfold traffic. <laughs> um. You know, wouldn't that be an awesome day for you to have to report year over year uh, traffic to a client and, and a multiplied by ten? Well, when you're when you're thinking about you know generating um, page views and generating heat, for want of a better word, you know, just you know generating buzz or excitement around a brand, an idea, a message. Mm-hmm. Now again, I get this. I'm old. It's got to be. But my first thing is I want to go to Facebook because that just seems to be the, the place where you, you, you have the most latitude to communicate, right? Right. Well, all the latitude in the world is great, but Twitter is bringing the traffic. But you got to do it right. You, gotta be using, you, you have to use and you know, repeatedly use uh, a hashtag attached to a, a, a viable URL. Well, and you know what this tells me? I mean, this is a, it's an interesting thing that this news and, and these stats are starting to sort of make me change the way I view, um, you know, sort of the, the people around me and the generations on either, either side of me. Um, typically, I remember when, when Twitter first started and, you know, even through its history, you're like, okay, I mean, that's, that's way too limited um, in characters. You know, this, this can't be good for our brains. <laughs> like that that all of a sudden, you know, and, and our thought process, like all of a sudden I need to have my news in, in these sort of segments. What I think is interesting about the statistics and the traffic driving capabilities of Twitter and, and what that tells me is, um, you're right, I prefer Facebook. I prefer to, to get that sort of news source and, you know, I get to see what did Jim say about this and whatnot. But what what this new data tells us is people who are going on Twitter are using those characters to decide what they want, and then they're clicking through and actually reading a story. Whereas on Facebook, clearly, 
we've decided that the, you know, I have more characters. So the three sentences that Jim wrote, that's enough for me to form a very, very solid opinion on. <laughs> and, and I'm going to head forward and have a huge argument with Jim and call him a communist for supporting net neutrality legislation. <laughs> no, you're not going to do. You're not going to do that for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> so we will but be we're going. Get, we're getting neutrality. there. Believe me. <laughs> um, so I mean that that in and of itself that tells us something to me at any rate as a marketer. I'm sure to you too. Tells me an interesting value of the different users there. If Facebook isn't driving them. Um, you know, to my site at the at the range that Twitter is, doesn't that tell us something quite uniquely different about the users themselves, how they engage with this information, and how we need to change our messaging when we're marketing to them? Not just for the size of the message, um, but actually the intent of the users going in there. Well, indeed, and it reminds me. Uh, this is like, like keyword research, you know. Always keyword research always reminds me that my assumptions are. Um, um, rarely as close to reality as research takes me. <laughs> yeah. Um, happens. Incidentally, kids, that's why we do our keyword research every time religiously. Um, I think I know it all, but the truth is, and Google proves it to me over and over and over again, I don't. I just think I do. Oh, say it ain't so, Jim. Uh, it ain't <laughs> so, Jim. You don't know everything. I got to say that to myself every day. And well, again, I don't, I don't have to. Google does it for me. <laughs> you know, which is good. Which is, uh, one of, that's one of the things I love about our field, Dave. Like, there's just so much you know you don't know, but you can find out easily. Yeah. You know? Or so much there's always stuff to learn. For instance, we got to go to break soon. We got about seven minutes before we got to hit our first break. But um, speaking of stuff we got to learn, what's going on? There's a, there's a panda? Panda penguin, panga pen, panga, panda <laughs> penguin pirate. Try saying that three times fast, Ed. Um, what? Something's happening up there. There's, something's happening. Oh, and we get to mention the name we need to mention on our show because I learned this over from my good friend and yours, <laughs> Mr. Barry Schwartz. <laughs> there we go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, clearly there is something going on. Unfortunately for me, um, the only site that I, I'd looked at and, you know, you walk in in the morning and, you know, you got pesky work to do and, and stuff like that. So I didn't get a chance at this point to, to really dig in yet. And the only site I had quickly looked at, um, the rankings of just that I could remember in my brain over the last 48 hours, um, was in position four. Now they're in position two, not, not a, Big move, certainly nothing, you know, you can base some data on, uh, you know, and, and go, hey, here's some conclusions. Um, we do, did see some minor fluctuations, clearly, and, and in those position jumps, obviously, I'm happy. But, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate. We'll, we'll have to dig deeper. I'm sure you will be, too, um, digging in there to try and figure out, okay, which one? And uh, and what does it mean? What, what are they trying to accomplish? Is this just a refresh or is it an actual algo update? Um, I think, you know what, I think this, I don't think it's either. Uh, refresh would be closer. But, okay, Panda, on-page stuff. Penguin, um, stuff coming into page, right? More or less, right? Yeah. Panda rolls out sometime in September. That's a fairly fast update to do. It's static, it's on-page. Stuff might change, you know, on various pages uh, daily, but... Um, you can evaluate page by page by page by page, right? 
Yeah. Links are a different matter because, you know, links... Oh, but my goodness, you have to go all the way back to the dossier that Google keeps on everything that happens around a URL in its index, right? So mm-hmm. the value of a link affects Google's perception of the page it's examining. But when Google has to reevaluate the value of all those links, the value of the pages will change, which requires right. uh, Penguin to run two or three times over to get a true scoring of what that page is all about. Right. That affects everything that's related to that page, which is what I think we're seeing now, which is why you're, why you're seeing, like, you're seeing fluctuation, but it's only a couple of points here and there. Right. So Google's reevaluating, but for the most part, settling on the impression, it, I mean, you're an SEO, you've made clear paths for it. It, it has a hard time, or I'm sorry, Google should not have a hard time figuring out what this page is about and what pages linking to it are about and how they relate to each other, because you're an SEO, so you've done this right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, 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 I mean, you're well, and I like to think you're totally right. <laughs> well, I hope I am. <laughs> we are too. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you certainly. Well, you know SEO, so do I. You know, you're, you're certainly hedging your bets in a positive direction. Um, you know, all all functions of you know fractions of percents, right? As as we all hit. Um, you know, I like to explain it. I, I think you're spot on. I like to explain these updates as a pendulum. Right. And, and we've all seen this so many times. And, you know, especially if we if, you know, going back to the dark ages, back when you and I were, were cutting our teeth um, to the original, you know, the Google dances once every four to six weeks kind of thing. Right. And you'd see this. Oh, that just hit the fan. And then it'd go back the other way, almost back to right where it was before and then sort of go back and forth and you'd settle somewhere in the middle. Right. So I mean, I heck, I remember I know I did. I, I believe I overheard you having to make those calls to clients where they'd go just an awesome, just like, OK, now you're number two. And basically having to call in advance going, it ain't going to end up here. <laughs> like, <just laughs> yeah, I remember that. Relax, enjoy it while it lasts. But it's not that I did a bad job when it falls. We, you know, <laughs> it's just you're not supposed to be here right now. Um, you know, so which is, you know, a, a good thing to do. But I think this is I, I think you're, you're pretty right. I think we're just seeing sort of almost a, a corrective. But I think you're on what you talk on there is is really, really important for everybody's understanding is this has to happen in laps. Right. Yeah. It just it just does. Right. There's I mean, no other way Google can operate. No, no. And I mean, you know, that's why we traditionally are seeing, you know, pandas before penguins and things like that. Is they need to adjust the page weight, then they need to adjust the links, but then those link changes and, and the weight of my page and, and its, you know, relevancy to a term now changes how that link goes out to another page. Well, now it's going to get adjusted, but with a delay based on my page change, right? So, <laughs> which brings me to the next, to the next thing that I've been seeing circulating out there, speculation that we're back in the time of the Google dance. I don't think we are. It's, we're not in the time of the Google dance, but we're going to see volatility happening on a semi-regular basis. Oh, see, I, I got all excited. I'm like, sweet, I want to go to their complex again because I haven't had one of those parties in a while. <laughs> but, well, this is more of a Google salon or a Google soiree, which is kind of, you know, I remember those parties. I, at, this, at my age, I'd rather go to a salon or a soiree than uh, one of those full-on ragers that Google used. Basically, it was like a, like a, uh, 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 a, a frat boy kegger with uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, now I've got Matt Cutts as a T Rex stuck in my head. Thanks. No, but no, no. Do you remember? Remember uh, Jenny Dew climbing the T Rex in, uh, in 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 at the Googleplex? Oh, I'm so glad I missed that. We were so <laughs> drunk. That was such a stupid thing to do. Um, but thanks, Google. 
Um, okay, we're, we're going to have to get to break in a couple of seconds. When I come back, you know, I, got, I had a quick rant about clout. And mostly because uh, my partner, Alan Kadek, got this amazing clout score. Well, actually, his clout score is not as good as my clout score, but he got a better clout score than I did because he's driving a, a Chevy Traverse for the weekend, and I'm not. But we're, I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. But first, we've got to take a break here on WebmasterRadio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 13th of November 2014, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. ShipStation helps online retailers ship orders faster. It's so easy to set up and use. ShipStation gives you tools to automatically import, manage, and ship your orders in the most cost-efficient way. Save money with the best USPS rates possible, as well as a free USPS account. ShipStation integrates with all the most popular e-commerce platforms and shipping carriers. Get shipping done no matter where you sell or how you ship. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash Webmaster Radio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 13th of November, 2014. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet, Internet Marketing. And Dave... I'm going to bitch about something. Oh, what a surprise, Jim. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> okay, but this, I mean, this is, this is a good thing. I mean, really, this is a good thing. I just don't know why these good things don't happen to me. So my business partner, Alan Connect, you um, you might remember Alan Connect from such things as Social Chat, um, which is one of the top ten business Twitter chats out there. Yep. Um, Alan's a great guy. Alan's an analytics analytics expert. This guy is an acrobat with analytics. He's amazing. He's got, um, he does, uh, you know, obviously he, he has this, uh, 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 Twitter chat called hashtag social chat. Um, him and Michelle Stinson Ross have, uh, co-hosted this for about four years and it's immensely popular. So he gets a lot of responses across Twitter. You know, when he does his chat, he's chatting with thousands of people. They're all responding to him, um, using him either as a hashtag or at a connect, his, uh, his Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. And that drives his clout score higher and higher and higher, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, believe it. Clout's a thing still. <laughs> um, now, Alan's clout score, just for the record, Alan Connect's clout score is 64, okay? Okay. That's pretty high. That's pretty good. It's a good score. But for the record, mine is 67, three points higher. Hey, we have the exact same clout score. You got a clout score of 67? Yeah, that's kind of funny, eh? <laughs> oh, kind of funny. Well, it means that you know you're using social media and you get you're, you're very engaged. If you have a clout score of like forty or higher, you're pretty darn engaged, right? Um, and if you get into the seventies and eighties, you're extremely engaged, right? Uh, to the point where you need to find other things to do with your time. <laughs> well, indeed, indeed. Um, such as Ryan Jones, who has a clout score of seventy-one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just looked that up now. But anyway, Alan's sitting there at 64. I'm up there at 67, okay? So guess who's driving around in a Chevy Traverse this weekend? I'm going to guess since you're going to rant. <laughs> it's not you. You're right. It's not me. It's Alan. Okay. Alan, not that he doesn't deserve to drive around in a Chevy Traverse. He most certainly does. So, yeah, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to bitch about this because I don't drive anyway. So what do I care? But you know what I really like? It's all decked out in, like, Hockey Canada colors because the um, World Junior Tournament is coming up. The IIHF, International Hockey Federation, World Junior Tournament is coming up, and Alan is driving their promotion car. It even has his, like, Twitter handle, A-Connect, as a bumper sticker on the back of the car. He got this for using social media. Huh. He gets... He gets to drive this car for the whole weekend because of his use of uh, Twitter and also because of his, his, his use of clout. So I'm talking to him. He, he, he's all happy on the phone, right, because like, he filed out last night. He phones me up and says, hey, Jim, I'm going to be a bit late for our morning meeting this morning. I'm uh, picking up the car they're giving me for the weekend. And uh, so, yeah, he's, he's just all proud of himself calls me up and uh, I said so, so, so I ask him Alan why don't I get why don't I ever get a cloud score like you got this cloud score I got a bigger cloud score than you they don't ever score me neat stuff so he says well you ought to go check out your perks so I did yep there's nothing there oh yeah I got nothing there right now either because <laughs> while we're talking I'm like okay I gotta go see what's going on what do you gotta do but do you, I, I guess my, my question, and, and for people in the audience, if you don't, do you ever go and check your perks? Have you ever gotten a perk? Maybe. I don't know. I never Maybe. checked. No okay. Do, do, do check periodically. He, he is right. I, I've gotten free stuff, <laughs> um, you know, from there. Some, you know, from Anybody there. ever give you a car completely decked out? No, I, I've, never, I've never gotten a car, and I hate your business partner. <laughs> because here's the thing i do drive <laughs> i got some jealousy stuff going they gave him a cool hockey canada jersey and that alone would be a serious perk to me <laughs> you just take that give him the car See, you yeah care. that works yeah. i'm good with that <laughs> you come to think of it alan i'd like to think i helped support that club score of yours somehow or another i probably did <laughs> And I don't want they, – they gave him three wheel covers, like uh, uh, steering wheel covers too. Yep. Totally useless to me. Completely, completely useless <laughs> to me. Anyway, so congratulations, Alan Connect. I'm not actually bitching about you getting a great thing, I, getting a, uh, a reward for, uh, for, for using social media well. Just going to sad. You know, feeling left out. 
<laughs> Lovely. It's like I live on a comet or something. Well, you know, I guess maybe his perk is apparently he checks and you don't. You <laughs> earned it for, for clicking. <laughs> um, speaking of clicking, did you? Uh, it, might, it might have been a bit early for the West Coast, but yesterday was a traumatic day for a lot of publishers on the East Coast, eh? I heard. I heard. Um, yeah, I guess maybe you, you should tell tell the tale and the maybe the costs, uh, like what what this meant for publishers. Okay. Well, first off, we don't know the costs yet. That's really hard to estimate. Um, tens of millions is probably a conservative estimate. But yesterday, for an hour and a half, the DoubleClick server went down. Now, this has a lot of implications beyond ads not being served properly. Um, I mean, seriously, give it a how many? Uh, how many? very well-organized professional websites do you know that are running ads on their page that are not running them through DoubleClick? Either, either you know, receiving ads directly from DoubleClick or running their own through DoubleClick servers. Right. Like everybody, right? Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. So when... Here's what happens when you run ads um, from DoubleClick. They have to load before the rest of your content loads. That's just the way it works. They load, then your content loads. Right? Often, if they can't load, neither can your content. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we see the problem here? So, now, now there, actually, there's a way around that. Um, you, 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 you establish at, um, I'm going to mispronounce this because it's one of those big, like, $1.50 words. Asynchronous. There we go. Yeah, you establish asynchronous ads. But again, I don't want to say that word more than twice in a show because I'm going to screw it up the third time. <laughs> so literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of websites were not resolving properly for about an hour and a half. And the only way to get your site to resolve properly was just, you know, uh, exclude double click from your code. Right. That suddenly, boom, lightning fast, your, your site resolved like that. So we noticed it during our morning meeting yesterday when we were reviewing our clients' websites and suddenly a bunch of them weren't coming up. You know, you start thinking, well, is it my problem? You, you know, check your, uh, you check your router, you check your modem. Nope, they're fine. Then you start wondering, is it a regional problem? Nope. Uh, sites aren't coming up from anywhere. And then you start, you know, going to, play, going to uh, places like Webmaster World that thankfully aren't running Google Ads and still resolving. Mm -hmm. um, and you find out that double click is down, right? Hundreds of millions of dollars in lost revenue, hundreds of millions of dollars in lost opportunity when people couldn't get to websites. And what do you think happens if Google's if Google itself is trying to ping your website? How many how many four or fours is it getting? Yeah, well, there uh, therein is is a huge problem. Now, hopefully, you know, one can keep their fingers crossed um, that they're not totally forthright when they say our paid division and our organic division never talk to each other, right? Hopefully, this is one of those exceptions where their organic and paid divisions might talk to each other a little bit and go, yeah, those 404s were our fault. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe maybe, maybe let this one slide a little bit. Um, 
you know, it was a time frame, and, we, and we've all been there. We've all had sites go down, right? Like client sites, our own sites, whatever. It, we, we've all had sites go down. At least it was a time frame. It was a couple hours, so it was a time frame that would be reasonable, right? They they wouldn't just drop it from the uh, from the search results, um, you know, generally for an hour or two, unless, of course, as a lot of these will be, they're heavy on news. Right, in which case, yeah, it would be you. You'd miss out on that entire news um, chunk of time, right? That yeah. those those couple hours of story. So I think it's going to be more impactful for news than maybe a static site like mine, where you know we'll have like one extra blog post a day or something, but not like say um, you know Search Engine Roundtable or Land or Watch or or whatnot, where you know that two hours would be content and visitors that are very very specific to that time frame. So. Yep, they absolutely agreed. Um, it's something that just really annoys me when it happens. Although, again, Google did fix it fairly quickly. It was fixed within two hours. But just, you know, you just think of the, all the money just flying out the window when something like that happens. I know, it, it is rough. And then you're of two minds, right? Because we all know technical stuff, not to the degree, you know, I'm not pretending like I understand fully how Google's system works and that sort of thing. But we, you know, you, I, all of our listeners, I'm sure, understand technical stuff enough to go, you know what, actually, when I really think about it, when, when I stop being mad because my client site was down from this glitch, I'm amazed that the whole system works as well as it does. <laughs> yeah. That that these things are actually big stories because they don't happen more often, that's actually more amazing. Well, uh, well, indeed. But but when 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 a glitch takes out a large chunk of the web, yeah. that's news. That's it's kind of big news. Yeah, no, indeed. Okay, we're we're again we're at that um we're at that weird awkward point where we really should take a break, <laughs> uh, but we got a couple minutes before we really should. So uh, right. here's one. Here's a quickie. <laughs> According to, uh, oh, what do you know? Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable. <laughs> All right, two times. Um, in the last couple of years, um, you know, me- measuring, measuring through the Chrome browser, HTTPS, so HTTPS support has grown 300% in the last, in the last two years. Um, according to Google... Just under sixty percent of websites that are, you know that that, that that are being accessed using the Chrome browser mm-hmm. are now secured. I assume that, your site is. Sorry, I assume yours is probably one of them. I'm pretty sure it is. I haven't checked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that's it is. somebody else's problem. Um, um, actually, it is. <laughs> it is somebody else's problem. I really should check. I haven't looked at my website for for quite a while, actually. <laughs> That's terrible. No, it's great. It means you're busy doing business for clients. Pretty much, yeah. Um, pretty much. Actually, we got. I I got a great brain teaser. I want to introduce uh, if we have time uh, during the show because this yeah. one is just hurting my brain. But um, it's the kind of clients we love. Ones that hurt our brains. <laughs> Um, now, what what do we, I, I guess, like to, to stay, because I know we only got a couple minutes here. What do we want to take from this? Because there's there's two angles that could lead to this growth. Uh, one is there is more growth in, in people moving over to HTTPS. I know our site um, was one of those ones that, that moved over. Um, you know, fortunately, it was a few months before, uh, before Google's announcement, but 
um, you know, that was just a happy coincidence. So is it that there's more sites, almost double the number of sites that are secure? Or when Google came out and said, hey, we're going to rank sites higher that are secured and it is a ranking signal, were they telling the truth? And, you know, the same number of sites or maybe a few more, but overall there hasn't been a real big growth in people moving to HTTPS. It's just that the ones that did are ranking better, so they're driving more traffic. Um, John Mueller was saying the other day that HTTPS actually doesn't make a difference yet. Isn't actually going to be going to get you better rankings. However, <laughs> lies, damn lies, and statistics. Well, this is the beauty uh, of SEO, right? They'll say one thing, but then you can think of three or four factors where this actually does have an impact. Mobile, HT, a secured site is really important for mobile. And mobile is really important to Google. Uh, so important that Google's investing huge money in mobile. I mean, we, they invested huge money in, uh, in the Android line of products. And now they're investing huge money in supporting mobile webmasters. Right. So um, I see the rise in HTTPS support over the last, what was that number, two years, as indicative of the rise of mobile. And this is one of the things I'm... Uh, again, I, I, we're, I know we're, we're hurting for time, but um, back in April, it was reported that um, 78% of mobile searches will result in an, off, in an offline purchase. That means, you know, just about four-fifths of the time, if somebody's researching something on their, on their smartphone, within 24 hours, they're likely to go to the store they found that had that product and buy the thing. Similarly... Um, Local search will bring brought fifty percent of all mobile users into a store. So half of adults in North America are walking around. Just about sixty percent of adults are walking around with uh, uh, mobile phones in their pockets. Yep. Half of them will go into a store because of their mobile phone. Makes sense. I'm one of them. So think about. I mean, you're Google. Okay. Search is everything to Google. Mm-hmm. That's where they're making all their money in paid search. They need to keep the integrity of those search results high. Secure is really important for mobile. Right. A little bit of reward action happening, maybe. That's a very, very good point. Um, so I'm not, and, and don't get me wrong. I believe John Mueller. I read. I really trust John Mueller a lot. <laughs> no, I do. I mean, I really do. I'm not, the, he's a good guy. He's a good man. He's not a liar, but. And I do believe he says in pure organic search, HTTPS isn't going to make a huge difference. But the one thing he's not saying is it's not really pure organic search anymore, is there? <laughs> like, what's pure? What the heck is pure organic search? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It, it is the minority. Um, you know what? We can go on, and I'll bet we will. Um, but you know what? The time's going to kill us. And then, we do. And then so, Braskowitz. While we're on break, I want you to turn to David Mackenzie Kong and say, what up, David? He just gave me a word up, Jim, and I don't know exactly what that means, but it's probably good. <laughs> oh, he's got a 68 cloud score. Good for you, David. Good for you. <laughs> um, that's what it is. So David Mackenzie Kong has a 68 cloud score. Um, that's, I believe, at David Mackenzie Kong. Is, is that it? Um, oh, I, I assume so. We'll have to uh, you know what? I'll, I'll get it on our break, and I'll, okay, uh, I'll let you know. I want to drive up his cloud score even higher. 
That's what we want to do. We want to drive this guy's cloud score into the 90s. <laughs> We're going to be discussing this on break. On behalf of uh, Dave Davies at Beats Talk Internet Marketing, which is soon to be beset by a whole bunch of messages, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We're back to you after these messages on webmasterradio.fm. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. (coughs) Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, so social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And Dave, I'm telling you, I'm having so much fun on this show, I don't want to bring up our next topic. But we're going to. We got to cover it. It's neutrality, dude. We got to go there. I just don't want to talk about it because it'll just make me mad and I'm having so much fun. Well, then we can have fun at other people's expense. You mean like Senator Ted Cruz's? (laughs) That's exactly who I was thinking of. What a dingbat that guy is, eh? I mean, what the hell? Dave, why is it that every idiot Republican senator who gets control of some facet of the Internet but doesn't know how it works ends up being named Ted? (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I was thinking the same thing when it happened. I'm like, that reminds me of the late Ted Stevens. It could have come out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, the Internet and Obamacare have nothing to do with each other. The Internet and Obama have nothing to do with each other. The Internet and the Democrats have nothing to do with each other. The Internet and politics. It's not political. It's economic. God. <laughs> I mean, Dave, this. Tell us I'm how not you sure really where feel, your Jim. stance on net neutrality is today, but I'm pretty sure that the events of this week do nothing but support and bolster mine on the necessity of a well regulated internet where the government keeps its damn hands off but regulates 
fairness in that marketplace. Well, you know what, and that that is really the problem, and it, it is the problem that I face. I mean, you know that early on in the in the debate, um, I, I took the more right leaning. Let's just keep our our hands off it because government regulation tends not to work out very well. Um, let, you know, give them an inch, give them a mile. This is this is not going to going to bode well. Um, as I look around me. And I am in the, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that you're either, you're, you're going to end up in one of these two camps. And when I listen to what comes out of the people in the camp closest to what I, at its core, would naturally believe, I'm frightened by what I hear them say, <laughs> which is not, there, there is no just logical set in, in that. No, no logical understanding that, Here's where regulation, you know, or, or, or where common sense or where that it should be covered under, um, you know, the Consumer Protection Act instead. And, you know, here's the parts. There, there's, no, there's no common sense on the side that opposes the regulations. Um, and so that's, that's where I find myself. And I naturally have had to gravitate to your side because the bedfellows on the side that I would actually um, fall under – uh, you know, I'm going to call a spade a spade. Scare the hell out of me. I don't want them getting anywhere near um, the internet. And, and so they, they've lost a member just because they're idiots. Well, here's what it comes down to. The, okay. <laughs> um, and I don't even want to call them aside because I see that's almost like false equivalency. That's like giving um, the, globe, the uh, climate change deniers saying that they actually have a side in the argument when in fact they don't. They're a group of cranks who don't know what they're talking about. That's not a side in an argument. That's an annoyance. <laughs> Same thing with these guys in net neutrality. What this comes down to is in a very small group of telcos, AT&T, Comcast, Rogers in Canada, they want the right to promote their content or content of companies that pay them extra money to give fast or unfettered access to that content at the expense of, you know, content from another network or program or person who didn't pay them the money. So say Comcast makes a deal with uh, CBS television to uh, broadcast CBS shows but at the exclusion of ABC and NBC shows. So this tool you have, the internet, this information tool, has gone from three networks to one network, CBS, because CBS paid Comcast more money. But, you're, but that doesn't bother you, because you're an AT&T subscriber, and AT&T has made a deal with NBC and ABC, so you get two out of three, and Comcast, and, uh, Comcast users only get one. One choice out of the three. Like that's a that's a, the metaphor fell apart as I was explaining it. But the, 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 but that's the, kind of the, what the it logic is sound. Yeah, yeah, I mean the the thing is, I I completely get on your side, and that's where I would personally have put it under consumer protection side of things, um, as opposed to getting the government you know in, involved in regulating how the internet functions. Um, but at the same time, and and this is where we we start to see eye to eye. Um, the sides that oppose net neutrality um, legislation at all have gone so far to the extreme at this point 
um, and are are really. I mean, the 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 statement by the the T, and I'm sure you've seen it over at rawstory.com. Tea Party attacking net neutrality, treating all websites the same isn't fair. Okay, fundamentally, the words treating the same and fair are synonymous. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually this this is you, you now you can you can make other statements about it if you feel so inclined, but fundamentally your statement is flawed. So and then that's who I ended up finding myself, and it's unfortunate because I consider myself you know to, to have a fairly you know logical approach. I, I like to think anyway. You know, I guess everybody does to to the entire debate. So do you? You know, we've had some great debates on the subject, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, when you find that this is who aligns themselves and, and the mentality of the people that are closer to representing your side, you know, in, in, in the entire debate, it, it just it stops allowing for that middle ground, which is where the conversation really needs to be. I think there needs to be exceptions. It can't just be a flat thing. We can't just make one rule. Um, you know, if we're going to make these legislations, I think consumer protection needs to cover these things and, and that needs to be built in. That as an aside, you know, when, when, I, when I look at the people who are speaking closer to my perspective on things, I get frightened by what they say and go, you know what, Jim? Screw it. I'm, I'm just going to side on your camp. <laughs> Here's what I've been trying to say all along, Dave. Yep. Those people don't really reflect your views. They don't. They just say they do. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I was just involved in a, in a major election in, yep. in Canada, right? Like a, one of the biggest elections Canada's ever seen. In yeah. size, scope, and intensity. The Toronto mayoral election. One quote I remember vividly from early on. You campaign here and you govern there. You say one thing when you're campaigning and you do a totally different thing when you're governing because nobody ain't going to vote for that. Right. Well, it's the same thing with, uh, uh, with the, the ultra-right-wing faction that is now trying to politicize net neutrality. They've consistently said a bunch of things that should appeal to somebody like me. Very pro-business, very pro-liberty, pro-freedom. I'm, I'm pro-business, I'm pro-liberty, I'm pro-freedom. But the thing is, I read between the lines of what they say. I look at the economics of their plans. They've always been bogus. They've never actually said what they were going to do. They said what people wanted to hear. Now, they have no arguing room. They know that there's nothing they can say on net neutrality that will make any sense and still work for their paymasters. Right. And this is what it's all about. It's all about getting paid. Now, here's the thing. These guys aren't politicians. They're paid lobbyists who've been elected. For me, this is all about getting paid. On a internet that does not have net neutrality, this show would be canceled. Right. That's very true. So would a lot of the hangouts you might participate in trying to build your business or one of your clients' businesses. They would probably not be possible unless you were willing to pay a premium for fast-tracking those shows. This is all about making money to me and the right to make money. And I don't, you know, I I don't begrudge Comcast or AT&T the right to make money, provided they don't begrudge me the right but if they, be, if, if they take away my right to make money, screw them. They, don't, they shouldn't have the right either. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I mean, it is a valid point. It is a valid point. The more than uh, valid point. <laughs> it is the point. <laughs> the internet is a utility. It is the marketplace. It is the public space. The uh, ancient Greece would have called it the agora. It's where we do our business. Everyone. From looking up information to doing your personal banking to buying stuff to selling stuff. This is where we represent ourselves. This is the thing that connects all of us. And a very tiny, tiny group of American business owners want to take it away from the whole world. And they want to put it in private little boxes. And then charge you admission to dip your fingers into those boxes. Maybe stuff will trickle out like it was supposed to trickle down. But I don't buy that. And I shouldn't have to. No, and, and, and admittedly, I like listening to you know, knowing what the what the sides are are entrenched in at this point. You're spot on, right? Because they're going for zero accountability um, at this point, and uh, and so you're you're right. It would end up a spot, and everybody's going to end up paying the piper, right? Like that's that's how this happens. So what needs, I think, to to be understood, and I'm okay with it at some levels, and I'm not at others. Um, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to pay the piper, and the fact is, is either the telcos themselves will end up paying for uh, increased accesses and, and increased usage. Um, or, you know, on an infrastructure that they in part built, but legitimate art point is, and so did the government. Are these telcos losing money? money? Uh, no, and, and they're not losing money. And the thing is, if you want your website to be as fast, that means, yes, you probably won't pay it, but your hosting provider is. GoDaddy is or whatever. The host okay, and that whatever. cost will be put on to you. Be because you, 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 know so, what hap- you know what used to happen in the olden days, eh, when you made money, when you made a profit? Some of it would go to pay off your shareholders. You've got yep. to pay your shareholders, right? But also you would reinvest it in making your product better so you can make more money later and give more money to your shareholders. Now the way it works is if they want to upgrade, it's got to come out of your skin, Dave, out of my skin. They're going to charge us more so they can upgrade, yet they're still making huge profits and they're just giving a lot more to their shareholders. Right. Now, I'm not a commie. <laughs> I believe in capitalism. I do. Deep in my heart, I believe in capitalism. But capitalism requires a level playing field, and it requires trust and faith. Right. And, you know, when when elected lobbyists, these guys aren't politicians. They're elected lobbyists. They take away the trust and faith, and they degrade the level, they degrade the level playing field. It's not right. No. I'm I'm in such a lather. I told you I didn't want to talk about this. Damn. (laughs) All right. Let's end. We we got our three-minute notice. Let's end on a high note. Google bought a cool building. Well. Okay. Yeah, man. (laughs) You've been past Moffat Field a few times, right? Uh, No. No, I haven't. You know what? I'm sure you have. You just didn't notice. You were looking the other way out the bus window or something because you got to go past it to get to the Plex. Oh, yeah, that I probably did. You're right. It's that big, (laughs) big building. It's got to be 30, 40 stories tall. It's a big aircraft hangar. So, yeah, Googlebot has leased Moffett Field from NASA for some indeterminate but probably extremely cool purpose. Yeah, I... 
I just have to love it. And, and to invest $1.16 billion of the life of the agreement into that, you know it's got to be something kind of cool. And why this space? Like I, I it, It's got to be something, but I, I don't get it. Well, Google um, has traditionally parked their uh, fleet of aircraft there. <laughs> like Google and Moffett his- and Moffett Field do have a history together, right? So it's close to the Plex, so they've they've parked their fleet of aircraft there, including the um, the rumored to be fabulous seven thirty seven, the uh, Sergey and Larry mobile. Um, I'm pretty sure Google Google X does a number of uh, uh, experiments off of Moffett Field, and I will bet you that Elon Musk has his fingers in there somewhere with SpaceX. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I mean, seriously, could you imagine a dinner with, like, uh, Larry Page and Sergey Brin and Elon Musk? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. That would be <laughs> incredibly awkward. What are the other? <laughs> we not know what to say to each other. Um, that would be amazing. But um, Google has far more up its sleeve than we're aware of. Okay, that's the hook. Yeah. Okay, I'm still on a lather about net neutrality, which means, friends, we got to depend on you. Write to the FCC, write to your congressperson, write to your senator. Even if that senator is an elected lobbyist, write to him or her anyway. Net neutrality, it's, it's, it's the basis of your employment. Okay. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, we will be releasing David McKenzie Kong's... Uh, Twitter address as of next week, and we will be relying on all of you to drive his cloud score up to 90. Yeah. Anyway, stay tuned, friends. We've got some amazing stuff coming up with the network after the news. We'll be back on Webcology next week at this time. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is 